Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Carol Tuttle Child Whisperer Show. For the next hour, be prepared to be blown away as Carol shares some amazing tips and how-tos that are guaranteed to revolutionize your parenting experience. Each week, Carol brings her creative, hands-on approach to parenting using the unique model of child whispering, her vast knowledge of natural healing methods, and her passion and drive to help you become the best parent you can be. Carol is the mother of five grown children who all turned out to be pretty amazing people and are now becoming parents of their own, giving Carol the chance to become an even better grandparent. Welcome to today's show. Hello, welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. Good to have you today. I appreciate all the support that this radio show receives and the blog. If you want to delve further into the child whispering world, make sure you visit the childwhisper.com website. I have a series of videos on there if you're needing help uh, profiling your children to understand which of the four types they lead in their natural expression. There is a group of videos on the website that you can watch where I'm interviewing children and parents and I'm assessing their type and teaching you as you watch what I'm seeing in these children. And those, that's a beautiful resource to give yourself. Make sure you access that at childwhisper.com. And it is, of course, meant to accompany my book, The Child Whisper, um, that you can learn more about on that website. So the... Last week's radio show has gone up in a blog post, 51 Affirmations to Become a Better Parent. So those are, um, that can be accessed right there on the blog. And a little bit of a support to why you want to use those in the article. And then another great article, um, we've been featuring topics about pregnancy um, we have a new post, Infertility, Emotional Support for a Challenging Time. I interview one of my employees who had this experience and how she dealt with it emotionally and her how things shifted for her. She's actually pregnant with her second child right now. So make sure you check that out. And then you can look forward. I know we have a post going up about um, experience of miscarriage. Uh, which I personally experienced two miscarriages in my years of childbirth. I had four successful pregnancies, two miscarriages, and one adopted child. So I kind of have the full experience there. Then another post that went up, what new parents need most from you. And check that out. So we've been doing featuring a lot of... Um, childbirthing experiences. And another post you might not have seen, postpartum, self-care essentials for all types of moms. So, love the blog. Thanks for following the blog. Now, today I want to introduce a visualization. This will be about five to eight minutes, and I'm going to recommend you use this at the beginning of your day. You can actually just listen to this, and this is going to set your energy and the energy of your environment into motion to allow this to be manifest. As we take time to visualize, we're flowing 
energy to what we're visualizing by this act of giving attention to it. Visualization is a very focused manner of giving attention to direct energy to allow that which we desire to be empowered to be fed in a manner, kind of like fertilizer. And it allows it to start to come into manifestation form and come into manifestation. Now, it's important to do think to visualize things that you know are correct for you, that you know they're in compliance with the the more divine order of things rather than trying to force something through methods like this. And so uh, what I'll be including in this visualization today is just general, general practices of what I think most people would like in their life experience, especially for a mother. So a lot of times we want when we visualize our children, there's an effort to want them to be a certain way. The qualifier on that is: Do I need them to? Do I need them to change so I feel better about myself, or am I seeing their potential and wanting to support them in the um, tapping into that and experiencing that? And so there, that's a differentiation. And when we're practicing methods of creation and we want to affect our children in a way that they'll make a change, what's the motive there? So a lot of times, especially as your children grow and develop, and we'll talk about adult children in an upcoming broadcast, there's a point where you just need to let go and allow so their own life learning can come into play. And that's okay, and you'll You'll learn to, I'll talk about that in the upcoming show, but for now, we'll trust that any attention you give to your children's desired change is for their highest good as well, because you want the best for them. You want them to optimize their their um, true potential based on how you understand their nature. That's the gift of the child whisperer. Consider the possibility that what you thought was their potential or what was best in their personal development may not have been congruent with their nature. And now that you have this information, you can see it within that um, perspective, what is their potential according to their nature and how they, just what is effortless and, and what are their true gifts and who they are. So you can support that. So... So in this practice, I encourage you to be sitting still. But when you visualize, it is a practice of going within, turning your attention inward. And we always start with breath. Breath is the one practice that allows us to come in present moment time. When you stop what you're doing, you sit down, and you just start to give attention to your breathing, you actually more than any other practice, are able to be in present moment. Now, it's quite an art of discipline to be able to just sit there and pay attention to your breath for any extended period of time. 
because our mind is usually in the past or the future. Our mind is very rarely in the present. Even while we're doing other activities that we've developed neural pathways about, for, for example, driving or doing chores around the house, we're able to um, move through those activities and have our mind on some other topic. So our mind can has this ability of duality, meaning you can be co-conscious. You can be involved in the execution of certain functions because you have neural pathways that allow you the repetitive practice and your mind can be thinking about something else. There, you know, obviously that can be a detriment if you get too taken away by your thoughts while you're doing activities like driving. But for the most part, you know, we're able to do this on a daily basis. And so when you sit down and you just start listening to your breathing, you're more present than you ever are. All your energy comes into present moment time. And yet sustaining that for long periods is very difficult because our mind wants to take us to something else. The mind likes to... The mind likes to be thinking about the past or the future and trying to figure something out. The mind thinks it to fix everything. And yet it's not the the greatest tool for that in a lot of... It's great for doing laundry. It's great for cooking. It's great for driving. But when it comes to our emotional experience, the mind can't heal us. I learned this um, before we get into the visualization. I haven't spoken of this recently. If you've listened to some of my past shows a couple of years ago, you've heard me share this story. In 2009, I think it was 2009, early 2010, I don't remember exactly, but um, I went to, I traveled to India to attend a retreat center in southern India that was in a very remote location. Nothing fancy. It was not a luxury location. It was a very kind of bare-bones resort um, run by an organization called the Oneness University. Uh, they, They teach a practice called Diksha that I don't practice personally at this time, but I wanted to attend their their um, 21-day retreat in which you take a vow of silence for 21 days, which I did. And you are in class, you are listening to lectures and you are doing meditation and yoga, but you're around roughly 200 other people and the commitment you've made is that you're not to speak not to interact with each other. The whole practice of the 21 days is designed to have you meet your mind, to to truly have an experience with your mind and to get to know your mind and to learn about the mind and how the mind can be a great asset or a great detriment in our lives. And it was very hard for people to commit to this 21-day practice. They had to they keep enrolling people in it every so many days and I made a commitment that I would keep it 
and I was able to successfully do that for 21 days, and it was an interesting journey to become the student of my own mind and my own inner workings and to learn about that. A lot of the lectures you're in and what you're learning is about how to then work with that and use your mind as a tool rather than... I remember when one of the teachers said one day, "Your your mind cannot heal you. And that was a huge insight for me because I was trying to figure out some things in my life that I wasn't able to make a lot of sense of that were happening were causing me a great deal of discomfort. And my mind was busily at work trying to figure it out. And it, it wasn't the path to healing for me to do, to just, that my mind could somehow do that job. And so visualization becomes a tool for the mind to be able to, you're directing it to do something very specifically rather than the wandering of the mind. So this visualization today will support you in helping you create what I'm calling a more perfect day. And now that perfect day may not look like what you think it needs to look like. So I want you to re-examine what would be a perfect day for you. How many doings, how much of that involves things that you're doing versus how you're feeling. What if your perfect day had more to do with how you felt and how your children feel and the things you got done? I think in motherhood we get easily distracted by all the doings. And yet we need to continue to refocus on how's everybody feeling? How am I feeling as a mother? If you're a dad, how am I feeling as a father? What's the general state, the general mood of my children? Are they happy? Are they at peace? Are they feeling loved and supported? Are they being appreciated? Do they know that they can talk to me about everything? You know, I think a monthly mood assessment would be very healthy for a family. How's everybody feeling? Is everybody cooperating? You know, what's our level of cooperation? How are my children getting along amongst each other? What am I settling for in accepting that it's just that I've told myself, well, that's just what happens in families, just, and I'm settling for mediocrity. What my children's relationships have I just come to accept that it's not as good as I would like, but oh well, it's just the way it is. So where are you compromising? Where have you gotten conditioned to what you think the status quo is? It's really, really um, less than satisfactory that you somehow think it's it's acceptable. And so to hope for more, to want more, to desire more is a great thing. But really base that on, you know, I don't want to diminish the importance of the doing side of life, but we so often will just focus on that and overlook the emotional side of life. So let's look at both. And let's include in this visualization the opportunity for both to be a part of our perfect day. So to begin, go ahead and just take um, a seat and then cross your arms and legs. You have a subtle energy body and meridians 
and chakra system, your auric field, and when you uncross your arms and your legs, your subtle energy system is allowed to breathe and come into proper balance and alignment. And breathing does help you adjust your energies to shift. So go ahead and just take a deep breath in through your nose. And then out through your mouth. Putting your full attention on your breath. Take a deep breath in through your nose. And out through your mouth. One more deep breath in through your nose. And out through your mouth. And just move into normal breaths in and out. Noticing your your breathing. Putting your attention on your body. Notice your feet on the floor. Moving up to your ankles, your calves, your knees, your thighs, your hips, your abdomen, your torso, your chest, your shoulders, down, putting your attention on your upper arms, your elbows, your forearms, your wrists, your hands, each of your fingers. Put your attention on your neck, your face, the back of your head, the top of your head. Notice the space that you you express yourself in. Notice the space of you. Take another deep breath into your nose. And out through your mouth. And now as you begin this day, let's start this visualization with a feeling of gratitude. And just put your put your hand on your heart in your chest area. And notice your chest rising and falling. And what naturally expresses in this place of energy is gratitude. Gratitude that you're here, that you're breathing. Gratitude that I have a shelter that protects me every day, that I have clothes to wear a vehicle to transport me, people around me that I care about. Think of everyone in your family. If you're married, your spouse, bring to mind each of your children. Imagine you're all standing in the light, in the place of light, and the light is cascading down on all of you. And one by one, Visualize each of these family members that you share your family experience with and thank them. In your mind, tell them, thank you. Thank you for being willing to be in this experience with me. I appreciate you. And just go through each of your family, sharing your appreciation for them all the experiences you've had together and the continual growth and learning that you're experiencing, the roles you play for each other. How much you appreciate them. And then imagine angels coming in 
angels that have been assigned to your family system and you invite them in every day. Thank you for guiding us. Thank you for being there for us. Thank you for helping us create a beautiful experience together. You notice that they walk with your children. They are there and they walk with you and they're there. They're your friends. And just like you could call any friend, you can call on them to support you. They love to serve in the the service of God. They love to serve. I'm grateful that you know that this resource is there for you and your family. So every day, you presence it and invite this higher power to assist you. Thank God for the gift of playing this role as a parent. We appreciate this opportunity. And now as you move forward this day, you speak this intention. I am grateful that everything is unfolding in a perfectly supportive way for me and my family today. Imagine that everyone in your family continues to feel loved and appreciated. The things that are really timely and important are the things that you're able to accomplish today. And anything else that's not critically timely or important, it's okay, you know. It's okay that it doesn't happen. And so you hold the space for whatever is of the most importance and the most timely for the support and well-being of your family system. It manifests. And as you hold this intention, you trust the unfolding of your day. You're grateful for how well your family's getting along. You appreciate the positive interactions that you're having on a day-to-day basis. You're comfortable with the surprises that present in the day, the unexpected events, and you trust that it's all playing out perfectly. For any situations that you've been seeking greater understanding or insight, they come to you today the inspirations to be a better parent, the the guidance to do something on behalf of a child. You're noticing that today you're noticing anything that you haven't noticed that's important for you to notice on behalf of your family, on behalf of your children. It's presenting itself and you're Seeing, you're seeing with greater wisdom and understanding. You have renewed patience as living within a group of people takes a lot of patience. You feel that patience. You feel buoyed up and patient to be able to meet whatever today presents to you. You're grateful that the time is always there to take care of yourself and make sure your own needs are met, to pursue some of your own personal activities. And you know this is a great thing because the more balance that you're in, the better parent that you are. And so you marvel 
and how everything seems to just, there's time and enough for everything. Be grateful that the finances are there for your family. That the money that you need is showing up and supporting you. The money is a wonderful spiritual resource that you allow into your life. That you have a lot of appreciation for and speak in very positive ways about. Everyone's health is improving and doing well. You're making the choices to support that in the foods that you choose, the fitness that you involve yourself in. And so the physical well-being of your family is in good order, in good balance. And anything that's out of balance or not correct right now, you're receiving the insights and inspiration to correct that. And the resources are showing up to support you. You're amazed at how easily the resources do manifest in your world when they're needed. And you again just marvel at how well your day unfolds and flows and comes together. Everybody's getting along. You just love your family and appreciate them. As you move into the end of your day and you're wrapping up the day's activities, you're grateful for how well your children respond to your guidance. And they're eager to go to bed and rest. They know the value of rest. And you've been able to show them how to care for themselves properly by making healthy choices yourself. And everybody winds down the energy and retires to their beds in a peaceful, cooperative manner. And you marvel as you look back on your day and again with gratitude and appreciation how well your day came together and you trust that everything that meant to happen did. And anything you thought should happen that didn't, you know that if it's truly meant to, the time will be given on another day. And so you end your day with gratitude, thankfulness, and tune into yourself and know that your own desires, your own ability to be a creator has influenced all this. You're grateful for that. And you were able to retire to your bed and get a good night's sleep in order to meet and to experience the next perfect day of your life. So take a deep breath. And then exhale through your mouth. Another deep breath. And exhale. You can honestly just listen to that. And even on a day that you're, if you are very busy, it's nice to sit down and listen to it and tune into yourself. Amazing what 15 minutes can do to shift the momentum of your day. I personally practice um, my antennas to twice a day in my morning time and in my evening time that I meditate for 15 minutes and my intention is to focus on my breathing and to feel gratitude, peace, um, these feeling states of a higher vibration in that 15 minutes If I'm feeling discomfort and emotional stress, I allow myself to feel that as well. 
because I want that energy to open up. But I'll I'm actually am able to um I can it it requires a lot of pulling myself back into putting my attention on my breath because my mind wants to wander off. But I'm I'm pretty good at almost nailing that 15 minutes of just thinking about my breathing and how I'm feeling. Tuning into my breath and my feeling state for 15 minutes. And it's I put a timer on and it's interesting how many times your mind wants to go off into some thought. It's just phenomenal. <laughs> and how much of our energy and our minds is on the past or the future. And coming into the present moment, we're in the most powerful, powerful position to influence a shift when we're in present moment and breath and that it, and visualization is one of the most powerful tools to do that. So enjoy that. Um, I'd love to hear from you if you're practicing the affirmations or the visualizations, how that's shifting your life. You can uh, share your successes in an email at parenting at liveyourtruth.com or call me live here on the show at 347-677-1963. So my lines are open for any callers. I do have a couple questions that were submitted via email that I will um, get to today. This came in earlier this month. The question is, my type 2 son, 7 years old, has always been a bit of a worrier. However, there are times when it really overwhelms him. It is often around small decisions. To us, obviously, are not small to him. And he also worries about safety concerns a lot, even when we assure him something is safe. He has a very active, highly intelligent mind and absorbs dreams of information. I sometimes sometimes wonder if he hasn't worked out how to switch off when he needs to. We do try to be supportive of his process and also not overwhelm him, and our home environment is very predictable. But I wonder if there are other things we can do to help him manage his worries and stress. If you have any suggestions, it would be greatly appreciated. Well, um, he's seven years old, and you obviously haven't known he's a type 2 his whole life as far as his nature being more sensitive. So this is new information. And so there may be some old things unwinding and releasing for him and you and how you've approached it in the past. Maybe you didn't always approach it with this understanding. So good for you to have more understanding. Does he know this about himself? Have you read the type 2 section of the child whisper to your 7-year-old son? He's certainly old enough to be receptive to that information. And so read him the type 2 section of the child whisper so he understands, oh, I have this tendency. It's something I need to learn to manage. The other thing that comes to mind is what happened in his birth. Uh, I have a birth clearing in the archives of the radio show, and I teach you about how birth imprints us with stressful energy. And did anything happen? Did you run a lot of worry when you were pregnant with him? Was there anything that was worrisome when you were in the labor and delivery? Feels like he got imprinted with something at birth that makes him more 
pre gives them a predisposition to run this worry energy. You can clear that out. I also have a blog post on a birth clearing I did with my daughter Anne, because her daughter, her first child, Aunt, um, Katie, had an emergency cesarean, and there was a lot of stressful energy that got imprinted that we cleared from Katie and from Anne from that birth. So check out my birth clearing resources. I also have a great CD called Clearing the Issues We Take on at Birth. You can find it at caroltuttle.com. So that out is a feeling I'm getting that he needs to clear his birth energy. Thanks for that question. Hi, my next question. Hi, I need advice for my job. I'm a type 1 with a secondary 4 energy and I teach teenagers. The environment of my class tends to be high energy, happy, light, and fun with some randomness. I struggle with disciplining the students. Though it can get disorderly, students say they learn a lot and love class. So I need a weakness in myself that there are things that don't bother me but end up bothering some students or bosses who come and observe. There are times I feel frustrated because students get off task or cross boundaries and then they don't take me seriously when I talk to them about it or sometimes when I establish order, I feel I'm being controlling. Even if the noise is on the positive, happy side, I need more structure for more effective teaching and learning to occur and also to advance my career. Any advice for type 1 on how we take more seriously and have class discipline? Okay, my first impression is energetically, it's like you're one of them. And they're going to treat you like they're your peer. They're your friend that they're having a good time with. So you need to step into your adult energy. You need to be the teacher. You need to be the adult. So you're the adult type 1 teacher. So make sure, I don't know what your practice is, um, I would definitely make sure they call you by Mrs. and not your first name. That will establish a boundary right away. You need to hold yourself like the adult. You just need to consciously make that decision. I'm the adult in this group. I am a type 1 adult, and I'm a fun-loving adult, and I can have a good time in my class, and I am the adult. So establish your adult energy in the practice of your job. I would um, think that those that are observing you that are your superiors are thinking what they're noticing is that you are one of the kids. Your energy, because it can be so useful, you're just adapting to that and you're one of the peer, one of the, energetically, you're like your students and you're like one of the students trying to um, oversee this classroom, but they're not going to respect you and honor you for that because they're going to be perceiving you as, well, she's just one of us. And that just, there's no one in the position of leadership and authority in the classroom. You know, and some intention setting and I'm the adult. I'm the authority in this classroom. I'm taken seriously for who I am. And I'm able to have an enjoyable time with my students. We have a good time together and they respect and see me as their teacher. You really need to establish that energy in your space. All right. My next question. I'm taking live callers. You have to press 1. Call in at 347-677-1963 and press 1 on your phone. 
It's like, Carol, can you please offer some affirmations or clearings for wanting to have kids? This has been a real struggle for me for quite some time. My husband has always wanted to be a dad, and he'd be a phenomenal, and he'd be phenomenal. And my culture is big on family, but between my experiences growing up, always in charge of unruly nieces and nephews without any thanks, and my perspective, endless chores, being pulled in all different directions, not functioning at my due to lack of sleep. The cons outweigh the pros, so I'm just not interested and wonder what I can do. Actually, what I would do is get my um, um, CD called Clear Your Childhood Issues at caroltuttle.com. You've got a lot of baggage from your childhood. So your inner child is the one that does not want you to be a parent. The inner child was wounded by being put in a parenting adult role too early and didn't get to have her childhood. And so your inner child thinks that's her job, that she has to be the one to care for children. And that part of you is wanting to, is done. It's like, I'm not doing that anymore. But that's the inner child. It's a part of your subconscious self. Your adult self probably wants to have children. But this PC you never got her needs met. The inner child never got to be the child. And so what I teach you in the clear your, Clearing Your Childhood Issues CD program that's two hours long is how to work with your inner child so that part of you can receive what it never received and your adult self can start to operate as the adult self. And also remembering wholeness, you can also get at caroltuttle.com. That's going to be a great resource for you to start differentiating between your inner child and your adult self. And that's where that's coming from and that's what wants to get adjusted. My next question, I'm a type 4 mom struggling to know how to support my 5-year-old type 4 daughter. My type 1 husband and I are exhausted by her constant need to have us help her create perfection. We have spent hours trying to help her get through tantrums about her clothing not fitting just right, or even if it fit perfectly the day before, her coloring pages being wrinkled, or her toys not balancing perfectly. We try to explain the learning process with the phrases like, the more time you try, the easier it gets, and it doesn't have to be perfect for us to love you. If we tell her that we trust that she can figure it out, it quickly becomes an issue of her life not working right, her stomach hurting, or this or that being too sharp. Sometimes my type 1 husband can redirect her attention, but I have never succeeded in this area. She doesn't throw tantrums at school or while she's playing with friends. I'm a type 4 also, but I have never been a perfectionist in these areas. I'm starting to take this very personally. What am I doing wrong? Um, when I look at the energy, it's like, if I were to say, who has the power here? It's your daughter, <laughs> it's your five-year-old. Who's in the position of power energetically? It's her. So you need to take back your power as a parent, and I don't mean that being controlling or dictatorship, or it's just, you're the parent, you're the point of influence, the energy, you hold that energy. And, you know, my daughter is responding to my, is respecting me as a parent. My child is hearing me. Because it sounds like you're catering to her a bit. Trying to, instead of just being the parent, and it, when it's appropriate at times to just draw the line and say, um, well... I guess you have to work that out. That's too bad. <laughs> you know, deal with it. There's a there's a 
a point where you get to just say, all right, this has gone too far, and you're now doing this to get attention, it feels like. It feels a little manipulative. And again, you're going to have to, there's something else dressing my child. It may be that she's looking for someone to, the stress may be, she's looking for a parent to just say, all right, here's the rules. The rule is, this is what, pick, you get to pick out of these two outfits, which one are you going to pick? She's only five. She needs a lot more structure from you. Maybe the issue is you're letting her run her show without you creating the structure and saying, uh, you have this choice or this choice. Which one do you want? You're spending a lot of time trying to reason with her. She's, to some degree, you can reason with a type four or five-year-old, but you're trying to get her to get it rather than just saying, okay, we're going to institute some rules here to help you have some structure to operate so that you have more balance and sense of, um, so, you know, you need to implement that structure for her. In the case of, you know, the clothing, her clothing fitting just right, you get this outfit or this outfit. You're fussing that it doesn't fit properly. Um, That's okay. It it won't bother you in a a minute. Um, Your coloring pages are wrinkled. Oh, well, it got a little wrinkled. You can choose to put it in the drawer or throw it away. What do you want to do? I'm not sure what you mean by toys not balancing perfectly. But there's a toy she plays with that balances. So you're doing a lot of reasoning with her and it's not working because you're letting her... So it's getting, setting some firm guidelines, rules, and structure, reasonable and supportive to a five-year-old type four. All right, I have a live caller. Hi, you're on the show, area code 410. Yes, hi, uh, my name's Lori. Hi, Lori. Hi, um, I'm calling, I, my son is a type 2. I've read the Child Whisperer book, and um, I just need, I guess I need a little bit more advice on how to deal with his um, slow, he's 12 years old, and his pace when he mm-hmm. doesn't really want to, Go do something, or what? Uh, what type are you? I'm a one, and I think I'm okay. a secondary three. Okay. My husband, I think, is a two four or a four two. I can't. He, his when he was young, he was definitely a two, but he was shamed, and so I think his four has over dominated. Yeah, my husband. probably is a type two then. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter is ten, and she's a four. I think. Four three. You're surrounded by people. You're on much higher movement than anyone in your family. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't come across that way. I don't think. No, but no. I can, I'm just saying. Yeah. You yeah. have needs they don't. You have a need for a certain level of activity and movement that they don't. Yeah. You know, yeah, just on your definitely. own, just in your own right. self care. So. Yes, and when he, when we need to go somewhere, or you know. Um, like right now, he's he's on he's on some basketball team. He's on a basketball team, and 
if he was very conflicted about whether or not to try out for the travel team, but he made the tra- he's good he's a good player, but he's not as you know he's not um aggressive at all so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he's so he hates he i think he really doesn't like it, and he's just learning to admit that to himself now mhm, but his behavior is showing that he really doesn't like it, but it's only like six more weeks left, and so we don't really want him to quit necessarily even though I would like to my husband doesn't want him to I would like yeah. to let him if he wanted to you know yeah although I can see the value of seeing something through like that you know exactly it's because right. you made the commitment and then you learn from it and say you know you choose again exactly. what, what, so he has take, what are the takeaways here yeah yeah so have you talked about this with him have you had these conversations with him well the only thing I yeah, haven't done with him is my son or my husband yeah, you're fine. Um, yes, we've had talks about the fact that he's not really going to do it next year. He doesn't want to play travel again next year, definitely. He likes okay. the IM, which is intramural. He likes he likes to play games. He doesn't like the running. He doesn't like the high running, fast running. He gets yeah. nervous about yeah. that. And he hates all the contact. <laughs> and he, yeah. I have him going to be going back to karate. He just started karate, but then he had to kind of take a break from it with basketball season. Um, but the one part about karate that he hates is the sparring. Yeah. Well, part of that may be some residue that's on getting cleaned up because you figure he's 12 and you haven't known this about him. It just naturally for who you are, he has felt a put, just this sort of higher movement from you for years without right. any consciousness knowledge so there may be some of his resistance to those activities that will shift if okay. he really is given support to be himself because it may just be some irritation from your handling of him when he was little right, and definitely. especially when he was like really little like up to three four years old that you wouldn't have known but right. that developed sort of this ah uh, you know I feel it's too much pressure it's overwhelming, you know, and it brings up his um, his fight and flight response. And so the little there's an exercise you can do to calm the fight and flight meridian. Because what's happening okay. is he'll delay then he'll delay wanting to go because this energy start to avoid having to feel that anxiety. Okay. Okay. So that's why he's delaying getting ready and getting out the door because it's like, I don't want to feel that anxiety. So the anxiety is this fight and flight energy. And there's a meridian that actually runs, if you follow the path up your um, ring finger, up the side of your forearm, the side of your upper arm, up over your shoulder, behind the ear, up over the ear to the front, to the temple, that meridian is the fight and flight meridian. And if you flush it, meaning you... Um, run your fingers along it backwards and off the finger three times each side, and then you just do once up to balance it. So it's three flush. So you're starting. You would basically take your right hand and sit it on the left temple and follow the pathway up and around the ear, down to the earlobe, down the neck, shoulder, and off the ring finger. Okay. That flushes the fight and flight. And then three times to flush, one back up to balance. Then the zip up, 
your central meridian runs from your pubic bone to your bottom lip. And if you run up on that energy, you pretend you have a zipper and you pull it up four or five times, that strengthens central meridian, which strengthens the whole subtle energy system to not take on everybody's energy and to feel this kind of invasive effect of, that's why he doesn't like the contact because he doesn't feel his own energetic presence. And so if he's a good athlete and he has some real potential here, if you'll work working with his energy, a good, um, yeah, I teach all this stuff on my blog, on the Carol blog all the time. I have this Monday email series and I'm teaching many healing sessions and I teach little energy tips and tricks. Okay. But if you'll help him strengthen his energy system. He may have some more opportunity with sports that right now he's not feeling because he's trying to prevent something. Okay. Well, if you okay. remove what he's trying to prevent and he feels good and he feels balanced and he feels the stability, he'll be able to pursue things without these... He's like kind of his sensitivities in an ultra-sensitive mode right now. He is extremely and, sensitive. Yeah, and he's worried about, yeah, like, that, he also he also worries about the running, like, the pain that it causes, because he's not, his his cardiovascular system is a little bit weak. He's a little bit, he's not as, well, he doesn't yeah, run like that, the other kids. Again, that's all you need, learning how to build his own energy system and to hold his own as a type 2, because all okay. these things are, are, things are off, you know. They're mm-hmm. just a little, they're a little off, Um and a great resource. I love Donna Eden's energy medicine book. And she teaches a routine called the Daily Energy Routine. And I teach it all the time in a lot of my programs, but that's the go to source for it. And Could if you, you were to that? learn to do the energy med Donna Eden the um energy medicine. It's her book, Energy Medicine. Okay. And the daily energy routine she teaches in the book. If he were to do that daily energy routine, his mm-hmm. energy system's going to get stronger. And he's not going to have... Because if he's, you know, he, and giving up sports would be a choice to prevent these anxieties, but they're all being provoked by just his system a little out of whack, which is probably connected with just you not knowing how to support his development the first six years of his life. <laughs> Yes, kind of overwhelming for me because, you know, when I was reading the book, it says, you know, you say not to feel bad, but it's hard not to. Well, it's okay. You can feel bad without feeling like you did anything. You can feel sad about it, but you don't have to. You're not wrong. That's what I mean is it's not like you woke up and said, okay, what can I do to screw up my kid today? You know, the good news is, the good news is he's only 12, you know. Yeah. He's not yeah. 50 figuring this right. out on his own. See? That's Are true. you kidding me? The way, your parents did a lot of things that messed your right. life up. That they Definitely. But you're having to fix that one without their, you know, you've got not only your own children to turn around, you're fixing your own, what didn't work out in your childhood. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think you're doing really well. <laughs> go to the mall and just watch, or go, no, Walmart would be a great place, you know, watch how parents are in this world. And you're like, wounding, yeah. wounding, wounding right there. Oh, wounding, you don't know it, but you're wounding your child. 
you know, it's just <laughs> I like, know. man. I know. I've said hurry up you're so way, much, You're way ahead. Tim. <laughs> yeah. See, again, and let him know. I get it. I, you know, that hurt you, and that's what's affecting you now, and I want to help you clean this up. Okay. Let him know it's not even normal what he's experiencing. It's really not. What he's experiencing is things are in overdrive right now. And say, so, you know, and I contributed to that, and I have told you to hurry up your whole life, and I am so sorry. Take your but time. the problem is, but the problem but is. But we do need what, to get in the car at this point. So what time do exactly. you need to start in order to take your time? <laughs> right, you need to start early so you can take it at your own pace. Right. Right, correct. You know what, I don't want to have to say that to you anymore. And we have a little pattern going on. You're used to me telling you to hurry. Let's get rid of that. Because he's used to that. See, so he's waiting. His his, um, neurological system and his whole biology is, like, designed to respond to your hurry up and feel anxiety then. And then, see, it's it's like a whole pattern you guys got running. You know what else? I didn't even... To to get himself to do something, he has to feel anxiety. You know, and this is also playing out in a much even... In another part of his school life, um, his homework. He was taking... He was not getting down to it, you know? He was daydreaming, dilly-dallying, taking hours to do something that would normally take him 20 minutes. He's a really bright kid, smart, good student, but he would just not get into that mode and it was dry well, he's waiting for you to say hurry up so he can but feel I did. the pressure and the anxiety then that's his operative mode it's like that See, but it doing? wouldn't work but it wouldn't work no i know well, yeah i know now because he's done it's kind of like i can't do this anymore but he doesn't know how to move into it's like he hasn't developed the sensory mechanisms to be able to do things in a flow. It's like that's just doesn't, he doesn't know how. It's like, hey, you need to develop this response to, you know, that you can move through life with more flow. Let's practice that, you know, because this is what we've been doing. I've been telling you to hurry your whole life. You've responded. You've felt anxiety. It's overwhelming your system. You don't want to feel that anymore. So now you're not responding to that but you don't know how to, like, initiate your own movement. Okay. To to follow through. Because you're waiting for me, but then, even if I say it, you don't want to feel that anymore. See what I'm noticing? He's waiting for that anxiety response that he doesn't want to feel anymore. So now it's kind of like he doesn't know how to follow through effectively for who he is. So these things will help all clean that up so he can start to really feel with his own energy and what that feels like. Okay. Sounds good. Oh. Doing a great job, you know. Thank you. you. I've called before. (laughs) I'm sorry. Well, whatever I told you, whatever I told you before, did it help? (laughs) Well, I called about my daughter. My daughter's a four and I'm a one and we were having lots of conflicts. Um, But... I can see it works much better when I, you know, it's a fine line letting her have her authority thing, you know, that sure. whole thing. It's yes. a fine line. She's only 10. 
but she's very mature for ten. I mean, she's a f- perfect four. She fits it perfectly. With a three, I think also because she can she can snap two things. She can do things right like she can take a break yeah. and then get right yeah. into her homework and no problems. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Thank you for your book. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for calling Thank you for in. everything. I'm also addressing your truth member. Wonderful. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, so you sound like you you know everything's aren't everything's not like. You still have opportunities to shift some things, but you're in process and yeah. just think where it'd be if you didn't have what the understanding you have now. So right. it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's show. You... Um, I look forward to talking to you again next week. Another great show. And please take advantage of all the recorded shows that we have. Thank you for sharing. If this was show was helpful for you today, thank you for sharing it in, um, on Facebook, letting other, if you're a part of the Child Whispering Facebook experience, we have the facebook.com forward slash the Child Whisper page. We also have private groups for each of the four types of children. If you're a parent that would like to have an experience of support, those are groups you can ask to join. You can learn about it on the main Facebook page. Um, Thank you for sharing with others how this has been supportive to you today. So spread the word about this radio show and the book, The Child Whisperer, to help more children of the world and to help ourselves as parents. I'll talk to you next week. For more information on Carol's revolutionary Child Whisperer parenting system, go to www.thechildwhisperer.com where you can learn more about purchasing her groundbreaking parenting book, The Child Whisperer. That's www.thechildwhisperer.com. To submit questions to Carol Tuttle's Child Whisperer show, email your questions to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. That's parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Thank you for being a part of today's show. 